0: I would say it's more so like, again, life is about relationships and life is about treating people the right way. And life, that's how you get your business. And then life is also a business. Actually, it's all about branding and making sure that your brand is strong and everything is good. And because, you know, you could be the best DJ in the world but if people can't identify with you and people don't know how to find you, then what's the point, right?
1: Hey guys, welcome to Startup Hand Me Downs, the podcast that passes insights from founders and thought leaders down to the next generation. I'm your host, Philip Kusumu, and thank you so much for giving me the next 30 minutes of your time. I promise it will be worth it. So today I had the pleasure of speaking to Mick Batsky. Mick is a Brooklyn-based multi-talented creative with influential footprints internationally, from New York to LA, London to Tokyo. He's a real rock star. He's a DJ, style influencer, tech investor, inspirational speaker, music creator, and brand consultant. He really does do a lot. He's also a pretty cool dad from what I hear. In this episode, I talked to Mick about his approach to becoming the go-to DJ for many celebrities, including LeBron James, Oprah, and how his ability to network and add value has afforded him so many opportunities. Many of these opportunities include gigs, sponsorship deals, and angel investment deals. One deal in particular was with the podcasting hosting platform Anchor, which was recently acquired by Spotify for a reported $200 million, which isn't bad at all. This was a great chat. I really enjoyed this one. Very different from what we usually have on the show, but it was great nonetheless. And there was a ton of learnings from it. Okay. Let's jump into the action. Cool. So Mick, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So when, Mick, when you are out and about, how do you introduce yourself to people? Nah, Mick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing else?
2: No, I don't. I mean, I, I think I know what you're getting at. I don't. I don't. Right. I don't really mention the DJ aspect first and foremost. I don't even use DJ before my name, to be honest with you. Like Even yeah. you know, for promotional stuff.
1: Why? Why is that? Um,
2: because I find it's a little pigeonholy, and I think people look at you a little more, um, just restrictive. And I didn't want mm. that to happen.
1: So. Kind uh, of put you in a. In a- pigeonhole like a like a bucket
2: yeah which is totally fine at some point like i'm gonna tell you i'm a dj and i'm gonna tell you all the things i did so it'll be interesting to know right but at the same time I, I i i i want i want me to explain it to you versus you come to your own preconceived notions
1: right right so Mick, how did you before we get into like the work you're doing now and obviously like investing etc how did you like what was early life like how did you grow up and where did you where did you grow up
2: um, oh, that's a great question. Um,
1: I grew up in the middle of Ohio uh,
2: and I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And so, like, I grew up like playing drums and piano and loving like basketball and loving rock music and hip hop and sneakers and all the same stuff that like we all like now. But I was kind of, it was more like the genesis of it all, right? And uh, I played drums and then that taught me how to be a DJ because it's a similar musical skill set that I went to college, became a DJ because I couldn't bring drums into a dorm room. And from that moment on, um, I I was a DJ and I was able to use like my DJing to kind of like set the path I wanted for my academics and set the path I wanted for my social life and set the path that I wanted really for everything.
1: Yeah. So you, you were studying like marketing, right? That that was your, your thing at uni. Yes. Uh Oh, university, college. Sorry. So. (laughs) so that so and then so so you started djing and then like straight out of college was it like i'm gonna be a dj i'm gonna go down this path or was it like let me still do this kind of like a side thing and let me get like a quote-unquote real job or like you just went straight in
2: oh that's a great question too um so no i actually um... you did some
1: time at ea sports right
2: well, I did music stuff for them, not as a job though. So, and I, I finished college, I went to grad school and I went and got an MBA. And I used DJing to pay for it. And then I finished that, and I realized that I used DJing to pay for it. So I was able to kind of like have like a little moment to myself where I was like, "Wait, maybe you should keep DJing because you just use it to pay for school." <laughs> uh, so I did. So I did, and uh, the F, I DJing started um, going really well for me, and I was able to like leverage my life and relationships to get to new york from ohio so i did that and um that point is where i started to kind of like diversify my my career to like you know the, the more intellectual side of what it is that i do the entrepreneurial stuff the investment stuff um while still keeping the fun and the cool and the cultural stuff relevant too and i'm actually fortunate i never had to um get a quote-unquote real job yet <laughs> but, you know hopefully i won't have to who knows after a who knows after this pandemic? But uh, yeah, right. It's been, it's been pretty good so far.
1: Yeah, so interesting when people talk about the notion of like a real job. I mean, what is a real job? I mean, I think a real job should be classified as anything that can bring you an income that can help you sustain a lifestyle. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, I mean, I guess I, I mean I say that tongue
1: in cheek because I wouldn't trade. Yeah, my yeah, work. yeah
2: for anything, but I I really, um, I mean, I would change my life for my kids. life. I don't mean, I don't mean it like in a philosophical kind of way, but (laughs) I mean mean it more so like, you know, my, I i never had to just standard nine to five route. That's, that's Mm. really nice. I kind of love that.
1: Yeah. And so getting into the DJing and obviously you said like you pay for grad school through DJing. Like Mm -hmm. how were you kind of getting those gigs? Like, I just want to take a step back because obviously this show is all about like teaching people the steps. So you must've been quite a good networker, good hustler and the product, the service must've been good. Right. So like, why were you still getting booked and were you just doing traditional like clubs or did you find a niche and, Um, Yeah,
2: this was mostly clubs and like little events. This was in Cleveland, Ohio in the mid 2000s. So it was, there wasn't a lot of like brand stuff and other things going on. So for me, it was very much like, you know, how many clubs can I do in a week? How many parties can I do a week? How many weddings that I don't want to do? Can I do a week? Like what can get me money? (laughs) But eventually the stuff with a little bit more sticking power uh, stood out and uh, I was able to kind of craft who I actually am both as a DJ and as a business person that happened to coincide, right. When I finished grad school and I was able to throw all those eggs in a bucket and be like, okay, I might not be the best DJ. I might not be the most creative DJ. I might not be any of these things, but I'm going to be the smartest DJ and I'm going to try to win that way. And it worked out.
1: Mm. Not saying I am
2: the smartest DJ, but like, you know, from a positioning standpoint, like it was pretty, it was rare air. You know,
1: I mean, I think it's fair to say, I don't know many DJs with an MBA, so you must be.
2: yeah i mean we'll see again again this is everything everything i've ever said in interviews and podcasts is now like a moot point right now <laughs> it's just like all everything is just like the next year is going to be a totally redefined year for all of us yeah,
1: yeah. And so obviously so you've been doing this for a number of years um you know how have you been able to like level up every single year because obviously you've been doing this for like how, how long is it now what over 10 years now longer than
2: that i mean I, I graduated college at it took 20 years ago so yeah, yeah
1: so like tw- 20 yeah okay there we go so over 20 wow. years now and like you've done some incredible gigs obviously i was like i was just going through your portfolio like you've done parties for well. lebron james jimmy camel bravo like yeah like steph curry twitter Vantifair, like how are you leveling up how are, are these people coming to you like how, how is this working how like you even uh, got Michelle Gomer in there. Like. <laughs> it's,
2: all, it's all network, man. You know, life is networks. Life is people. Life is how you treat people. You never know what's really going to happen, right? Mm. So I'm, I've always managed my own career. That's the entrepreneurial side of what it is that I do. So for me, I always just keep an open mind to like how I can help people. And then, you know, eventually people come back to help me. Um, you know, thankfully, I have a talent that people usually need and people like, so it's very beneficial to me. Um, you know, it's like I I have a talent that I I need people to hire me, right? But my talent is a a nice offering to offer somebody if you're gonna hire me, so it's a good thing. It's not like I'm an insurance salesman and you know, you're reluctantly having to call me. Like when people call me for stuff, there's usually great things that come from that,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously, like you know, like you said, it's not like you know, a traditional salesperson, quote unquote salesperson or business development where, you know, you need to call someone to convince them of what they right. need. Like people know when they need a DJ, right? People know right. when they, they've seen your, yeah, your yeah. It's, a, it's a positive
0: goodwill kind of situation, you know, mm-hmm. like people, it, people, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing joy usually if I do my job right to people's lives. So there's, it's additive. So it's yeah. never usually, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good exchange. It's definitely a good exchange.
1: And like, what's the, I guess, for you know, because I know a few people who are trying to make their, you know, cross into the DJing world and, and mm-hmm. in music in general. Like how, like, do you have any, like, what's the advice or the tips that you have for people for su- having a sustainable career? Um, uh, in DJing, first and foremost, like, you yeah. know, obviously you have to know music
0: and all that, but that's a given, right? So I would say it's more so like, again, life is about relationships and life is about treating people the right way. And life, that's how you get your business. And then life is also a business. Actually, it's all about branding and making sure that your brand is strong and everything is good. And because, you know, you could be the best DJ in the world, but if people can't identify with you and people don't know how to find you, then what's the point, right? And then on Mm -hmm. top of that, so it's basically like this. You have to like not be a dick. And then on top of (laughs) that, you have to like make sure people understand what it is that you do on the level you want to do it at and then when you get there you have to not fucking suck those are like that's like the most simple way i could distill it but and you could apply that to anything in the entire world but i just happen to apply it to dj
1: yeah no 100 percent. um and so like i think it's quite unusual correct me if i'm wrong as well to you know what really drew me to you as well was the fact that you have this am- amazing djing career and then you're also like. This savvy tech investor as well. Like, how did that? Uh, how did that come about?
0: <laughs> um, I just started hanging out with people that were way, way, way smarter than me. <laughs> that led to learning a lot of interesting things, and then I realized that the skills that I used to create my invite, uh, excuse me, to create my career, I could use to advise and help other people, and it
1: kind of just naturally led me down that path. Hmm. And so, like, I guess, what was what were some of the first things that you started to learn when you were introduced into kind of like this whole startup world And and like, who was it that was showing you this? Was it like a VC or was it like just a CEO who was at one of these parties for one of these like a you were at? Like, like what triggered this? I mean, I was
0: just always around people like that a lot,
1: you know? So it became, it became kind of second nature
0: to be in those circles. So I just started hearing about opportunities. And then eventually I was in a position to take advantage of them. And then, a year or two down the road, I realized I was actually in a position to actually help them besides writing a check. Mm. Well, help them in what way? Um, Advice, marketing, connections, ideas, sounding board, you name it.
1: Yeah, because, you know, like you said, the whole personal brand branding is quite important yeah. and a lot of startups actually struggle with branding. You know, they might have the tech, they might have, like, you know, the team, the the coders but you know marketing and branding is just always secondary to everything where it should be kind of like the first point really Yes, yeah, exactly and so you know you got involved with anchor who we actually host with which is very cool oh, great. amazing how did you how did you get involved with those guys like what was what was that like um Just again,
0: relationships, you know, a friend of a friend knew somebody and I was having lunch with him in San Francisco and then he took me somewhere and I met this other guy who was at Adventure Fund and we hit it off and we got cool. And then, you know, he knew the stuff I was interested in and then he put me in touch with those guys and I connected with the anchor guys, honestly, on some human being shit, on some like, you know, fatherhood, kind of like new dad stuff. And we got cool. And and then um, from that point on, uh, it was just, it just happened. Wow. So, I mean um, all my stories have like those similar uh
1: they're all those type of stories, man. They're all like uh they're all human being coincidences. They're all human serendipitous moments. Totally. You got involved at the seed stage or what stage were you an investor in the company? yeah, the early the super early stages. It's usually like, you know, angel stage, seed stage, you know, stuff like that. I it's very, very I try to get in like super low on the low on the pole when I can nice so i guess the the acquisition was like amazing for you uh and it, it must have been really rewarding as well to just see the whole cycle go from like initial yeah, idea it wasn't you know it wasn't anything like you know it wasn't life changing or anything in that regard
0: um it was uh, more so ex- it was exciting to see them win right Because yeah, like, yeah of how course. hard they worked and the level of human being that they are yeah it'll, it'll absolutely help out with you know my my kids college and things like that but um you know it it was more so like a great lesson of what hard work and good people can do when when they combine you know
1: yeah yeah no totally and like i guess from a more general perspective when it comes to investing what kind of things do you look for do you like anchor to me made a lot of sense you like it's you know it's audio it's podcasting you obviously like in the music space even though there's no real correlation but audio i guess but um like Mm -hmm. what kind of things do you look for in founders when you when you cut checks
0: uh my honestly it sounds really silly but like the idea is going to change like eight or nine times maybe you know so i for me it's like you know can i vibe with you like do i trust you do i do i do i I like you Would i have a drink with you you know if, if 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 we could relate on as humans that's probably a lot easier to like deal with uh real
1: life scenarios as they
0: come down the down the you know
1: pipeline Right. So you don't necessarily look at the idea, like the initial idea, you're like, okay, that's cool. But it's, it's more of the, the softer skills that you're looking for. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. I mean, the idea can't suck, but like, again, the idea is going to change a few times, you know, but it's, it's what's behind the idea,
1: you know? No, absolutely. And so like, have you, have, have there been any companies that you've invested in that haven't worked out or there hasn't been like a good relationship with the founder uh, you know, no, the, no founder.
0: actually no not none I'm, I'm lucky in that regard i i hope that that never happens i know a lot of people you know that has happened um i definitely hope that that does not ever happen to me i mean it may at some point in the future but i try to do my best to mitigate it and it's very easy to do background checks on people too and just kind of see where where people are at so mm-hmm. i think i think
1: um I'm not worried about that if that does happen, you know, because I have a strong enough network that, that we can negate that. Nice. So I want to switch gears a bit now and talk a bit more about like, you know, working with brand side of things. So how do you, how do you personally tend to work with brands? In what capacity? It, like what, what do you mean exactly? So you, so you, you say you work with brands, I guess that's on the influencer side of things via social mm-hmm. media, but uh, is there anything right. else to do with brands as well? Like any kind of collaborations or like how do you work with brands?
0: I mean, I've had offers to collaborate with brands on products and stuff. I've actually never really
1: done that because I want to
0: make sure it's the right product. But, you know, those types of things, those, the potential for that sort of stuff always exists. I definitely do a lot of like, you know, the quote unquote influencer marketing stuff. The word makes me cringe slightly, but, <laughs> uh, but, you know. It is huge, but it is kind of funny when, you know, I have like a real job too. So i was like, it's just like, I don't want to just like stand there and hold like an ice cream cone in the middle of a forest and be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. But uh, that said, you know, it is a great way to work with them because like the, what, what, what I've tried to do is really important to me is offering people like a suite of services so that when I do one thing for you, I could pivot that into doing other things. So if I invest in your company, Maybe I could also DJ your events and make some of my money back. Or maybe you know other founders that could use me either for either an investor advisor or for DJing stuff. Like, what? how can we spin the web of this going out to my way? You hire me as an influencer. Maybe I could DJ something. Maybe I do a lot of speaking stuff too. So maybe I could speak at your conference, but also DJ like your after party. Like, I, I try to give people... Again, these are all things that are like fun, um, additive careers so, or jobs. So I try to, you know, give people
1: a lot of options and see what happens. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. And so like with the whole, the the working with, do you have an agent or do you kind of do things directly? Uh, Just me, bro. Just me. Just you, no management, no agent, nothing.
0: Uh Uh-oh. That's why I'm sitting at my desk updating an email database as I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) It's it's always 94 things going on in this, in this, in this office all the time. Uh, And sometimes even more when, when my son is here. So, uh you know you're lucky you don't hear uh paw patrol or some,
1: some bullshit on my, on my other monitor while we're sitting here that's absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely happened too and it's great and so like for people who are trying to build up on the like build their influencer or build their presence on social media like how have you been able to kind of grow your account to you know to the level obviously so you've got like a great aesthetic like are there thank, any things you. You could, are there any kind of like I hate the term tips and tricks, but any advice you have for people for like trying to build up that social media, personal brand or business brand, like what kind of the strategies that you have used and implemented?
0: Um, You know, for me, again, reaching people in a bunch of different audiences tends to help. There are people that know me through business stuff. There's most of the people obviously know me through DJing. Some people just know me like as a dad or whatnot. Right. And, And what's cool is that, you know, people will learn about the other aspects of what I do from it and then they'll stick around. And then the, uh, the other thing that's really interesting too, even within my DJing, my career has evolved so many times, so many ways over the years that there's people that know me from what I did in college and still follow along. And there's people who are going to hear me on your podcast and follow along. Like it's like, so it's like people come to me from all walks of life and all arrows and, and things of that nature. And so it's great because I'm able to try to give something to everybody while never really taking away from it who it is that I am in the first place.
1: That's dope. And like what has been some of the best campaigns or the best kind of brands you've worked with? And like, why was that a good experience?
0: Um, I did a great campaign with Cadillac a few years ago. That was pretty awesome. We did a bunch of really cool like, commercials and soundtracks and parties. That was really awesome. Um, I've worked a lot with um well who have I worked with that I really i mean I, 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 first of all, I mean just that sounds politically correct, but it's really true like anybody that ever like aligns with me that wants to like hire me to do something I'm appreciative because it means they took the time to like really look at what it is that I do, and it also you know means that they're helping me support my kid, and that, like both it, I know I bring him up a lot, but he's like my North star for like how I try to approach everything I do so you know it's I, anybody that ever wants to, to do anything that helps me out like you're you're directly helping like him and so as a parent or as a human like what that if that doesn't bring you joy like i don't really know what what would right <laughs> but um yeah. you know i mean there's probably people that don't think like that but that's how i choose to to navigate my little next you know my little sector of the world um but yeah i mean i've worked with big sneaker brands, audio brands, liquor brands. Um, I mean, you, you name it probably worked with like almost every major company at this point. Um, um what else have I done that I really loved? I did a cool campaign. Could be ago with absolute That was really fun.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: tons of stuff in the past with like Adidas and Nike. And, um, the first big endorsement thing I ever did was for Red Bull, maybe like eight years ago. That was really cool. um, yeah, it's it's been a lot. I can't honestly. I can't even. Keep, I can't even tell you it they're like. It's been, it's, which is, I guess, that's a great problem. Whereas yeah, I yeah. Like, of course, yeah. I was like, well, that
1: one deal I had in 2013. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know, obviously, uh, we we speak with a lot of we speak with a lot of kind of like young up and coming entrepreneurs and people who are trying right. to like create their own personal brands and whatnot, and some who have achieved some level of success in the mm-hmm. social media space. But one of the biggest questions that I personally get asked is like, how do I go about pricing my services how do i price myself like do you yeah. like, how do you go about like figuring navigating that conversation because it is a tricky conversation right it's like how do you you know i guess it's, it's hard across, it's been hard across media right like how do you measure the roi on like a tv ad but like you might be able to but like if it's a brand awareness campaign someone might buy something in five weeks because they saw the ad five weeks ago but it's no longer on tv so how do you like track that so like how do you Think about pricing when it comes to like you know working with brands you know that's a great question
0: and i'm still figuring that out <laughs> to be completely honest with you, every, every, everybody's different and again not to keep harping on it but it's so different now in this in this new world that we're living in but you know previously to this you know i'm very good at i have, I have a really good bullshit gauge so like i know if you're lying to me or not so i try to like you know i, I know if someone's taking advantage of me mm-hmm. or, or not so if someone's like i have this and I see the quality of the event that you're doing and the level what the event is, I'm like, okay, that, that aligns about right. Okay, cool. We could rock out. But like I also know when people are like, Oh yeah, we have a thousand dollars, but
1: you put like two billion dollars in your event. Well that shit doesn't add up. So we're just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So it's an evolving process, right? It's just like gauge it, look at the brand, look about I guess what they're asking you to do, like what they want from you, and if there's like an a potential to like work with them further down the line, I guess those are all the things you take into consideration. Right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Like Of course. Like I'll definitely take a DJ cut. If, I, if we could do like 10 events or we could add in other things, of course, absolutely. Or if the brand is like really good for my brand, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of positives on, on both sides. You know, if it's some, sh- if it's something that's literally some bullshit though, like they need to have a big check, but I try to like eliminate, <laughs> I try to, Thankfully, I mean, I say it kind of jokingly, but not really. I, but my, thankfully, my, my stuff usually just really aligns. People come to me because they want me for what it is that I do, and they think it actually does make sense for their brand, and so that's kind of great.
1: Nice. No, that makes sense. And something that you know, you alluded to it earlier. Um, you know, in this current climate. So, like, obviously, COVID nineteen uh you know being a dj being a, a you know a very uh well-traveled person like how has this affected you and your work
0: oh wow i mean I'll, it's it's done <laughs> it's a wrap you know? <laughs> it's there is no um there is no work right now right i might not i might not work for real until next year
1: yeah
0: um it's very scary you know a lot of just depleting the savings and uh (laughs) like seeing what happens but you know we'll see you know i'm sure everything will come back eventually and we'll and we'll and we'll get there
1: Mm.
0: but i'm doing a lot of digital stuff um everything moves kind of as you know virtually and virally and online and all that good stuff so i'm doing some you know ig live stuff on my page to kind of keep the brand awareness out i'm doing some ig live stuff on other people's pages which is really cool Mm. um whether it's like record labels or brands, I'm actually taking over a IG page for a TV show um, this week. Uh, Cause they're doing their season end party. They have like, they have like a million followers on their IG page. So that should be really fun to play for that. You know? So there's right. like, there's new, there's little opportunities that come from this, you know, whereas the money may not be exactly the same. Right. And, you know, the potential for eyeballs can actually be higher. So you just got to find pick and choose your battle. I'd rather have the money, honestly, but you know, if we can't, <laughs> if we can't, <laughs> You know if that's not going to happen right now might as well get some eyeballs right
1: right right yeah i mean like stay relevant and we're seeing that with a lot of other artists doing their you know like the baby facing teddy uh teddy riley the clash yeah. um you know that broke instagram <laughs> it it Literally, was totally,
0: broke. it was so good
1: yeah like it was Imagine insane if
0: they knew how to fucking use the um
1: the phones Yes. <laughs> if they weren't just <laughs> imagine, imagine what happened then these old dudes man these old school dudes but they, they no they broke the internet they smashed it and like we're seeing a, a, a ton of other people trying to to do that and stay relevant and give you know fans what they want and you know new fans i mean i think it drove their streams up by like over 2000 percent, both of them which yeah, is insane. Totally. They, they just completely smashed it so yeah, like you said, like there's opportunities available, like it might just be eyeballs in lieu of cash for now, but you know, it's something, it's brand equity.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of how I've always chose, as you, as you can kind of gauge now from how we've just been talking, like that's kind of how I've always gauged my whole career. Like it, everything isn't just a finite ending
1: to it, mm. but
0: like there's always like, what's, what's the more holistic approach to stuff?
1: Yeah, and, and it shouldn't yeah. be transactional, like, it, Life should not be transactional. Like, oh, I'm going to do this, I get X. It's like, yeah, maybe this is, like you said, building the brand. You know, the long term play. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I mean, if you're an angel investor, you're definitely playing the long term game anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanna I wanna work towards uh, wrapping up, and I like I said, there's always um, a few yeah. rapid fire questions that I, I ask all guests that come on sure. the show um so the first one is who has or what is your biggest inspiration who or what yeah who or what um i mean what do you mean by that like do you mean like in life or like in music yeah, or? Right. well that's the thing like it's up to you like who would you say has been your biggest inspiration to get you where you are today i mean
0: it's kind of hard to answer that because I would say now um, it's my kid, right? Because like Mm -hmm. every inspiration or motivation that I ever had previous to five years ago, doesn't matter anymore Mm -hmm. because I mean, they matter, right? I don't mean that they don't matter. Of course they matter. Like they matter in the same way every human matters. And, but like, there's nothing that makes me get up more than seeing, you know, knowing that my kid has like to eat breakfast and, I got to provide that shit. And so, like, it just pushes you to like levels that you never knew, especially right now. Now I'm like, how do I make literally? We always joke and say, oh, we can make something out of nothing. Was like, oh, really? All right. Well, God was like, yo, okay, let's see. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's see. <laughs> you always say that. Let's, okay. You know, it's kind of funny, but it's true, right? Like, it's just yeah. like, there's, well, okay, let's see what happens now. You know, there's not going to, it's, it's a very kind of crazy moment, but, um, I will say that, like what what I've noticed from a business perspective, from a creative perspective, and from a human perspective, again relating it back to my my journey as a parent, is that what I've found, and I'm sure other people have the same story, and some probably don't, but it calls out quickly all the bullshit that you have within you, and makes you hopefully course correct it, or at least be aware of it, and it and it and it also all the stuff that's within you that's good, whether it's your hustle, whether it's your ambition, whether it's how you love, whether it's how you relate to people, it makes that better. So mm. I found that it's, it's dulled some of my rough edges and it's, it's sharpened some of my dull edges uh, and, and, you know, with the, in, in hopes that I come out, you know, I come out a more well-rounded, better, better person.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, and what is, or oh, your favorite podcast?
0: Um, I love, um, Jordan Harbinger's podcast.
1: I haven't heard of it. What's it called?
0: Um, I think it's just called the Jordan Harbinger show. Harbinger, oh. I don't know if I say his name right. Um, he, he, he's great. He's like a really big deal on, um, on all the big, you know, platforms. I mean, I obviously love like how I built this and stuff like that too. Yeah. Those are fac- Those are fascinating. And, um, you know, some of the, I listen to some of the music ones as well, but, um, I tend to some more of the businessy and entrepreneurial ones. Nice. And I love, um, and, I, and I'm a big, um, I'm a big Ryan holiday fan too. The whole like stoicism and all his books, mm, like, yeah. You
1: know, so, so anything he's on, I, I find that really fascinating as well too. Yeah. Nice. I've got the daily stoic and um, have you read, um, Ego is the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 yeah. That, still, this is the key obstacles. The way like all of yeah. those, that whole trilogy. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's a good next question. What's your favorite book?
0: I mean, over the last few years, definitely like Obstacles Away is
1: my favorite okay. book. I haven't read that one yet. Maybe I'll put that up for this. It was
0: the first, it was, it was, I mean, you, you have to look at Obstacles Away, Ego's Enemy, and Stillness of the Key as a Trilogy. It's like mm. Star Wars or some shit, you know? It's like you gotta, you get it. They're like, they're like the same book called three different ways, kind of, right? They're right. all rooted, rooted in stoic philosophy. And even the covers are all pretty similar. And mm. um, that's kind of what, what it is.
1: Okay, not Yeah, no, I got to read it. Yeah, um, you should
0: also, if you, if you, if you, if you like his stuff, there's another book he wrote. Um, I, I'm trying to see if I have it in my office right here, but um, it was his first book, and it was when he was. It was about him leaving. Um, he American was like American a professional. Oh, yeah, I forget the name yeah. of the book, but it was basically like his journey from the dark side to like where he is now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's awesome and that's what put me on his radar and the first uh, that's what put him on my radar in the first place just as an author um and I didn't and that's how I discovered the whole stoic stuff from that so but that kind of goes to my point too was like I was like oh this is interesting it's marketing it's pop culture I'm going to read this and that led me to find a whole life philosophy that impacted me you know tremendously so um things are yeah. all connected my
1: Yeah what's your favorite blog
0: um I don't know that I really read that many blogs anymore. I mean, I'm more of like a newsletter guy. Okay. Uh, there, there, as far as like getting daily information, um there's two things I really like. There's a there's a a website called, I think it's valetmag.com dot com. They send out a really great newsletter, which is just really like, you know, men. I guess you could say men specific stuff relating to business and culture and stuff like that. And then also. There's a really great newsletter you should sign up for, um, called lean Lux L E A N L U X E by this guy mm-hmm. named Paul. Um, it's nice. super informative too. So I read those every day and that keeps me top of line.
1: Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Check it out. Um, favorite Instagram account.
0: Mine. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say my kids, but he only has like 500 followers. I got to work on that shit. But, um, Man, my favorite Instagram account. Wow, I guess it you know honestly it changes. I mean, it's probably some sneaker account maybe or, or whatever pops in my feed that day, that's sneaker related. But now that I can't go out the house, you know, I've been I've been seeing my explore page pop up with a lot more like retro NBA stuff, which I find is fascinating. Like I'm looking at you know used to just be like I don't even know current stuff, and now it's like pictures of like the Detroit Pistons in '89 and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's pretty. In- that's that's kind of cool it takes me because it, because sports are done right so it gives you kind of like that nostalgic thing I also yeah. think it's really interesting that the algorithm Instagram like it knows what you look at and it propagates that explore page and then when your life changes so what I found was like apparently apparently I was looking at a lot of watches I couldn't afford. I don't even remember doing it, but it must have just been like some escapism porn just to make me happy. And all of a sudden, like, you know, all the money goes away with this pandemic and Instagram's like showing me all these watches. And I'm like, whoa, how many fucking watch Instagrams was I looking at? uh, (laughs) It was driving me nuts because I was like, let's focus on getting groceries. And so, um, I I went through, I went through and like unsubscribed from all the, uh, (laughs) all the like all the over, overspends that I could possibly do right now yeah because, uh, um out my Instagram. It, just, it just didn't seem uh it just didn't seem prudent to uh to be like you know trying to be sold
1: the a, a $30,000 watch right now that's just mm. that's just not that's just not a good solution in any way shape or form. Mm. uh what's one thing you wish you could do that you currently can't do um can you be more specific please like if there's anything like you know, an answer that I, I've gotten before was, "I wish I could fly." <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I mean, so I mean that's that's valid. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could. Um, I, I wish I had two of me. You know, I wish I wish I had, I, wish, I wish I was a better time manager. Um, that would be really amazing. Um, I wish I was able to say no more to people, uh, but I say yes to everything, which is. Um, Leads to a lot of great things like, you know, like doing stuff like this and, and all that. But then at the end of the day, I'm always like a, a scattered crazy person at night because I don't ever make time for myself. I'm actually mm-hmm. reading a book. I'm having an existential crisis now because I'm reading this book called, I think it's called Um Essentialism. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I was, and it, so it's, it's, it's funny, right? So uh, this, this, this will, I think this will sum up like everything I just said. Let me, actually, I'm gonna get you the exact title so people can look it up. Essentialism book. Uh, Yes, Essentialism, the Disciplined Pursuit of Less by a guy named Greg Greg McCone. Anyways, people could Google it, I'm sure they will hear me say this. Um, and uh there's audio books and all that too. It's really great. And so it's it's just but it's just funny how my life is, right? Because I'm like I say no to nothing, especially right now, because why not? And but I know that I need to see I need to say no to everything so I can actually use this. I don't feel like I've gotten a break during this process. I feel like I'm actually working harder than I've ever worked. Wow. less than i've ever made right? because, <laughs> yeah. because, because I, I have to work three times as hard to make a third of what i was making that's not that's not a joke that's that so i'm i'm literally all day it's nothing but emails and calls and texts and, and going on live streams and then you know blah 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 just to just to make a fraction of, of what i made so versus previously it was like i just show up for two hours and whatever now i didn't have to like i didn't have to create the flow of, of yeah. stuff. Now I have to create the flow and pitch ideas to people. Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do this, blah, blah, blah. And so I can't really think about doing less or, or narrowing things down to the essentialism of, of stuff. But I want to. And so I said yes to this one um panel, this online panel that they asked me to do and um I didn't have the time to do it and I had my kid but I'm that day, but I'm like, I'm gonna do it. So I did it and then um uh, the, one of the girls who was on the panel with me like suggested um, this book to read. Like we had to talk about like our favorite book. And so um, I'm like, oh shit, I need, I need to read that right now. i like, cause I'm literally freaking out because I'm sitting there watching my kid run around the house and all these things to do. And I'm on a panel and it's the early days of the, of the COVID situation. So I go buy this book and now I start reading this book. And then I, again, like a day like today, I completely overcome it to like 2 million things. But so one day I don't have my kid, whatever. So I'm freaking out because I'm not getting anything done. But yet here I am telling
1: people to go read this book <laughs> while well, I'm sitting here like doing the exact opposite of what like, <laughs> the book said to do. Well, you're reading the book. So you haven't finished it yet. So you're still a work in progress. I mean that's what you're Yeah, about.
0: yeah. Maybe when I get to the end of secret yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But what's cool is it's what's really cool about it is is it ties very much in to what we were just talking about, the whole Ryan Holiday Stoicism stuff. So I I it's like almost like a cousin to me of the stillness is the key book that Ryan wrote. Mm. So I, i'm kind of reading them over i'm reading them side by side i have one upstairs and i have like one in, in my bathroom and then i just like oh. you know i try to like read them both at the same time because I, right. I get
1: like a really like 360 approach to it yeah so you wish you could split yourself in two <laughs> um, yeah yeah we'll what, what advice would you give to your 21 year old self um enjoy the process
0: it will all work out don't worry about it just you know Make sure you always continue to treat people right, because those are the people that are gonna have your back during in the end days, like now. And mm-hmm. I found that a million times. Somebody I met on a plane a million years ago tends to be somebody that wants to help me now. Somebody uh, that I, you know, held the door for them leaving a the bathroom is a person that five years down the road called me to DJ at their wedding, right? Like wow. all of the, all of those. I mean, obviously not everything is like that, but so much of my life has come from happenstance of making your own luck and being a good person and all of that yeah. stuff. So, and, and you know um, it's great man I'm grateful for it and, I, and I, 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 I'm glad my parents my grandparents raised me that way so I'm raising my son and you know you make you know that, that expression you make your own luck it's like very true you know you make your own luck you make your own karma and that's how I choose to,
1: to live yeah that's good um, if you had a hundred dollars in your favorite city what would you spend it on and where
0: um a
1: hundred dollars yeah just a hundred uh i mean
0: wow that limits you uh that limits you in london that's for sure yeah Um, that's like or or, or new york city you know what i would do i would do my favorite city of my, my mental escapism is like uh I used to visit this town in Florida called Naples that my grandparents lived in. Mm-hmm. It was like a, just a small town. There's old people go to like retire, but it was boring as fuck. But I loved it as a kid. And I still go back every now and again. And it's actually a very affluent town, but I never did any of the affluent things. So I could totally, I could take that $100 and I would, I could stretch it out, of course, three days, three days to make it like the best. So I would go to uh, this pub by the beach to get like a really amazing hamburger. That'd be like 15 bucks. And then I would get well, I didn't. I never drank then, but now I drink shit tons of wine. So I'd probably get two glasses of like the best wine they had. So mm-hmm. now we're at what 45 plus the tip. So now we're at 55. And then I would go to there's a 7-Eleven across the street. I used to go to as a kid, and I would go get. I would get the biggest Slurpee I could find, like the five dollars 7-Eleven Slurpee, full of sugar. <laughs> so now we're at 60. Smart and piece. then they don't have it anymore. But when I was a kid, at the first place I ever actually played video games, they had a video game arcade like in there. And it's a 7 My grandpa used to give me bags of quarters, So I would pretend I'm young. And I would spend like $20 on that. So now we're at 80 bucks. And then <laughs> there used to be a comic book store around the corner from that. And I would go there and buy magazines and comic books for the last 20. Yo, so that would be my $100. But I, would, but I would stretch that shit that's out. That's I would that. stretch that out across like two days. I mean, it would be the best two days yeah. ever.
1: Wow, that's a, that's a hundred that's the most efficient answer I think I've ever had on this show. Some people like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah one mil, you know, I'll go one mil in this in Paris. like oh like, right, that's boring.
0: Well I mean what could I say? I could say I could be like, Oh great, yeah, I'm gonna take an Uber from Brooklyn
1: to, to <laughs> that's, that's, that's 70 Yeah, right. and I'm gonna get one drink. <laughs> and then right. uh, and then a slice from Joe's Pizza or something. <laughs> Um, exactly so it kind of makes you realize like you know that
0: as a kid you know you know and imagine if i didn't get that wine imagine if i didn't get those two glasses of wine i could have got like
1: six mils on, on kids kid mix um,
0: yeah. But, um,
1: yeah there you go i mean you probably saw this with some of your companies but what's what's one of the what's one thing that startups should ignore in the early days
0: um great question um noise of non-believers
1: Mm. Oh, I That's good. Um, you
0: gotta have the confidence in yourself to know you could win. It's also you also have but you also need to know you you have to know when you're a fucking idiot
1: too. That's the key. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean about that? Right. Say more about that. Say more about that.
0: Like you have to know when you're wrong. Like, you know, the confidence only goes so far. Eventually eventually, you know you might have to just pivot a little bit. Like I've learned a lot, again, even through this COVID situation, I've learned a lot about, you know, where my strengths are and where where, where it's tough for me to uh, relate to people and what my audience is and honestly like what my audience isn't. And you have to adjust to it. Mm. And if you, do, if you don't, well, you know, you, you what do you do? You know, you gotta, you, you're, you're gonna lose, you know. So you have to be realistic, but also aspirational. And I think I've always tried to live my motivation in that way i've tried to live my creativity in that way i've tried to live just like my
1: um uh, how i've created and pivoted my life in that way mm. yeah it's good um and usually i ask this people i ask usually I ask this question of people at the end of the show it's like you know what's the vision you have for your company or the vision you have for your fund but like i guess in your case was like what's the vision you have for like your career like what's what's the end goal are we trying to get to like you know How high, how far do you want to take this music thing? Assuming you know, once we're out of, you know, COVID nineteen and we're able to move around freely, and you're back on the road, like, what's the, what's the vision? What's the goal?
0: Right. Um, Well, I mean, I I would be grateful if it returned back to where it was before. You know, I think, I think, I think, you know, the, the field has changed. So, you know, whereas, you know, I think we have to like lower a lot of our expectations for things like that. But um, you know, if I can get even back to where I was before, I'd be very grateful for that. You know, on a more like larger brand perspective, a holistic perspective. You know, I see my I, I see my life as this like nexus of different connected points where, you know, I don't ever want to stop DJing. Uh, my speaking career is just getting started. I love 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 doing that. Um, and um, maybe I'll send you. Actually, I'm gonna send you a link to some stuff so you can maybe put it in your um, in the show information. Of, yeah. uh, when you when when this. Um, the worst podcast you've ever done comes out today, <laughs> <laughs> <I definitely laughs> the, worst, the worst, the worst, the worst guest you ever had, uh, you put that in there, but, um, yeah, so there's that stuff. I always want to be involved with companies. Um, and, um, I want to figure out also cool ways I could just work with my son on stuff too, as we, if he grows older, I think that would mm-hmm. be really cool. And, uh, we go from there and, uh, just stay
1: at the nexus of all these things that interest me, see what happens yeah that's awesome mick thank you so much for coming on the show uh if people want to get in touch with you what's the best way to find you uh my website this is
0: mick.co.co uh, and um that uh you know obviously pretty pretty easy to, to find my instagram's even easier it's just at mick m-i-c-k and uh my twitter is at i am mick
1: i am mick m-i-c-k yeah actually how did you get mick on instagram (laughs) like did you have to buy it from someone or did you literally just was like i'm gonna be the first one um neither
0: huh how about that how about that right after
1: you just it it was just there it it was
0: just uh it was it was it was i'll tell you here's the answer Everything I told you in the last hour, all worked in my favor to to get that. <laughs> okay. It, was a, matter, it wow. was a matter of gigs, negotiating, treating people right, knowing the right people, um, adding value, offering. You know, it was a, it was a collection of all of those things.
1: So so well, There you go, people. <laughs> Be a nice human being, and you uh, know, you maybe get your the Instagram handle of your dreams. That's <laughs> what it is, man. That's Dope. what it is. All right, Mick, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, appreciate it. Just want to say another huge thank you to Mick for coming on the show and good luck during this whole quarantine period. I'm I'm sure it's not going to last too long and keep killing it with those IG lives. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe if you haven't already. They honestly do go a long way. Until next time, guys, keep grinding.